Welcome. Want to welcome everybody. Hope you are. Uh, if you are visiting with us, that someone has welcomed you already and uh, that you'll hang around for a minute after worship today so that we can uh, get to know you a little bit. If you haven't, you need to pick up one of these. This is our family news, and it's got a lot of stuff in here that, that you need to know. Upcoming events, uh, dates and times, prayer requests, prayer lists, um, all kind of things happening, and, and I don't have time to name them all. You don't want me to, but you pick one of these up, and you can catch up on a lot of things that are happening in uh, and around this congregation. Um, a couple that are worth pointing out, first of all, is our gratitude gathering. We are meeting tonight at Alpha Omega's Auditorium with Faith Lutheran and the Huntsville Nazarene Church and Huntsville Church of Christ, all three together at that venue um, for a time of prayer and thanksgiving together. So I tell you that because there are two times on here. One is at 530 and on the back it says five o'clock. Yes, we're deliberately trying to trip you up. Um, But 530 is the time. Don't don't feel bad. I've talked to the other pastors. They have uh, uh, they've had the same problem over there. One of them was people thought it was 630. So um we're, we're, we're not alone. Um, but 5.30 is the time. 5.30 at Alpha Omega's auditorium. And uh, they are graciously allowing us to use their facility tonight for that. So make plans to be there for that. Um, also on here, you'll see December 4th, uh, Daughters of the King Royal Tea. This is a uh, uh, ladies and girls event. Um, sign-ups are out here at the Hub right after uh, worship. And then finally on the back, you see this... Uh, strange looking fella um the ad players is a traveling uh theater group and postcards magazine is sponsoring them uh coming to town and uh they are performing here on uh, december the 8th that is a wednesday night during our typical wednesday night meeting time um and it's at 6 30 p.m but they will be doing a presentation of the lion the witch and the wardrobe um this is a great opportunity for you to invite friends or uh people you know that you've been thinking man i invite that person to church don't really know how. This is a great first step. Hey, my church is doing this cool family theater thing on Wednesday night. Uh, why don't you come with us? And uh, that way you're not, uh, it's not weird. You're not inviting somebody to church. You're just inviting them to this event. So um, that is, uh, I want you to have that on your calendar as well. There are a number of other things that uh, we would love to talk about, but you can pick up family news and, and look at those. Um, we're continuing our series this morning uh, where we're talking about thankfulness. We're talking about being thankful. Um, this morning, uh, well, Sean Connery. You remember Sean Connery? Sean Connery was James Bond. Uh, he was Indiana Jones' dad. Um, he's a, a great actor um, and, and has an illustrious career of, of roles. We could go through naming them all. But his career could have been even more illustrious. Um, because of roles, all, of all the iconic roles that he's had, he turned down even more. He was the first one offered the role of Gandalf in Peter Jackson's uh, Lord of the Rings epic, and he turned it down. He was offered the role of Morpheus in The Matrix, and he turned it down. He was offered the role of Dumbledore in the Harry Potter series, 
and he turned it down. And, and all of these he turned down not because they wouldn't pay him enough or not because he didn't, he turned them all down, he said, because he didn't get it. Uh, he, he once said about Gandalf, I've read the books, I've, read, I've seen the movie, I still don't understand it. Every single one he turned down because he didn't understand it. He didn't get it. Now, I'm not making fun of Connery because we all have uh, times when we could talk about not getting it. But it really, it's a lack of vision. It's a lack of being able to see beyond. Um, I mean, we could talk about so many more. Um, we could, uh, let, let me give you a couple of quotes here uh, of people not getting it. Lee DeForest in 1926, he was the inventor of the cathode ray TV tube. He says, theoretically, television may be feasible, but I consider it an impossibility, a development which we should waste little time dreaming about. Lee did not get it. Um, there is, uh, let me give you another one, Thomas Watson, the chairman of the board of IBM, 1943. I think there's a world market for about five computers. Um, now you're all carrying one in your pocket. Um, uh, record company expert, 1962, A&R guy, we don't think the Beatles will do anything in their market because guitar groups are on their way out. Um, again, they didn't get it. Uh, I, we could go on and on. Walt Disney was once fired as a newspaper cartoonist because he didn't have enough original ideas. Um, Michael Jordan was cut from his eighth grade basketball team. Uh, Emmett Smith was deemed too small to play in the NFL. Um, USA Today famously wrote uh, that the Kansas City Chiefs wasted their number one pick on Patrick Mahomes because he may never be ready to play in the NFL. Um, I mean, we could go on and on and on. Every team in the league, every that's for you, Colin, every team in the league passed on Tom Brady, some of them more than one time, uh, you know, and because we didn't get it. If you've been around, you've heard me tell the story of, of Reed Hastings. Uh, Reed was a, a young entrepreneur. He had a great idea, and, and he was trying to pitch his idea to, to companies because he thought this could revolutionize entertainment. And so he went to, he got an appointment with the, the, the board of directors of Blockbuster Video. Um, Josh, Blockbuster used to be this ancient place where people would go to get movies. Um, I'll, I'll explain it later. Um, but, but... He got, a, he got a, a, an appointment with the board of directors of Blockbuster Video, and he went in, he pitched him his idea. They laughed him out of the room because it was ridiculous. This ridiculous idea that, that you would provide video for people on demand. And so Reed went out and got some investors that actually got it and started a company called Netflix. Um, now Netflix has some 300 million subscribers, and I think there's one Blockbuster still open in Alaska. Um, getting it, vision, seeing beyond tomorrow. That, that's the key to a, a lot of life, but it's really the key to gratitude and living thankfully. Seeing beyond today, seeing what's to come, getting it, looking beyond. When we do that, then our thanksgiving is transformed. The best example is Jesus in the upper room. Jesus in the upper room, Luke 22, verse 19. And he took bread, he gave thanks, and broke it. And he gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. 
The Greek word translated thanks here is eucharisteo. It's the same word used in 1 Thessalonians 5. You remember that? I started this out telling you that was our, our memory verse. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, right? I hope some of you have been studying that. After church, the first three people who can correctly say that out here at the hub win a frozen turkey. I'm not joking. There's three frozen turkeys out there right now. Thawing. Um, so, I'm, I'm trying to hook you up for Thanksgiving. Um, uh, after church, don't go rushing out there now, Joe. Um, the Greek word translated here is the same Greek word that's used in 1 Thessalonians 5. Its root, as we discussed last week, is the word for grace, charis. It also shares a root with the word, with the root word for joy, kara. And, and so Jesus takes this bread and he sees it as grace. He sees it as a gift, a gift to be thankful for. So Jesus is standing in the upper room. He's breaking bread and finding both grace and joy in it. And he is giving thanks. Think about the gravity of that for a minute, okay? Thank you, God, for this bread. This bread that forever from this point will symbolize this body which is about to be tortured. This body which is about to endure unspeakable pain and suffering will forever be remembered by this breaking of bread. And I'm going to thank you and find joy and grace in that. How do you do that? Well, he's Jesus. And it, no. How, how does he do that? Well, he does that because he sees beyond. He has the vision to see beyond what's coming right now, beyond the present. He got it. Our future joy fuels our current thanksgiving. Jesus knew what, was to, what to come was infinitely better than anything he had. That's what the Hebrew writer is trying to say in Hebrews 12. Hebrews 12, verse 2, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus' eyes were fixed on the future glory. And that's the root of thankfulness. Being able to see beyond now. Being able to see beyond the, the, the here and now. Being able to see the future glory. As we move into Thanksgiving this week, there are many of us who are struggling to find things to be thankful for. It may be that, that you're wrestling with finances, you may be wrestling with jobs, you may be wrestling with uh, parents and parent problems or, or kid problems or, or, or whatever it is. Maybe this is the first Thanksgiving you've experienced since losing someone dear to you. And, and throughout this, it makes finding a way to be thankful difficult. When we can see beyond the present, when we can see the future joy that we find in Jesus Christ, then we can honestly live in a place of thanksgiving. We can give thanks in all circumstances by finding the vision to see that future joy, to see the gift of God's grace that connects us to that joy, and, and that enables us to live joyfully 
and thankfully. In a recent study, researchers asked participants to imagine a a scenario where they were trapped in a burning high-rise, where they were overcome by smoke and killed. This resulted, strangely, in a substantial increase in their gratitude levels. Researchers were, were, were shocked and, and, and surprised, but they discovered that when they compared this group to the control groups who were not compelled to imagine their own deaths, the group that imagined their death was significantly more grateful and thankful about everything than the one who had not. Now, we get that. We, we, we hear that and we go, yeah, that, that makes sense. But it's about seeing beyond what's happening right now. The German theologian uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer once said, gratitude changes the pangs of memory into a tranquil joy. The point is that, that when we acknowledge and understand the hurts, the failures, the losses, the stuff that we're wrestling with right now, when we understand that it might be there for a reason, maybe it's there to transform us, maybe it's there to change us, maybe it's there to make us cling to God. But when we live through that with an eye towards the future joy, the future glory, what's to come, we we find a, a joy and a grace and a thankfulness that's founded in that grace. Vision, looking beyond, seeing beyond tomorrow, getting it. So the question this morning is, do you get it? Are you able to see beyond whatever it is that you're struggling with right now? Are you able to look beyond the pain and, 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 and the life that you're wrestling with right now and to see beyond that? Because the only way that you can fully see beyond that, the only way that there's anything to see beyond this is through Jesus Christ. Jesus could offer that thanksgiving in the upper room for, for this bread that was going to be his broken body. He, he could offer that because he had a vision. He could see the future joy set before him. If we're not in Jesus Christ, we cannot see that future joy. There is no future joy. The Bible says that God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's that future glory it's about it's about where we put our hope if I put my hope in my finances I'm always going to be scared I'm going to be scared that the stock market's going to crash or or I'm going to lose my money I'm always going to be scared of something if I put my hope in my family I'm always going to be scared I'm going to be scared something's going to happen to them I'm scared that 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 they're going to get sick or there's going to be this problem or that problem if, if I put my hope in, in my health, I, I'm always going to be scared. I'm going to be scared that something's wrong or this pain means something or, or, or that I, my body's going to fail me. It, it, whatever it is you put your hope in, if you put your hope in who is in the White House, you are always going to be scared. It's all about where you put your hope. And Jesus, when we put our hope in him, we put our hope in something eternal. Not because he said so, because he's already gone through the path. He's already traveled the road. When we put our hope in him, we are following in his footsteps, and we have hope 
hope for future glory, hope for future joy. And that gives rise to true thankfulness. Because then we look at everything, everything. The, the sunrise, the breath in your lungs, the song that you're about to sing is all a gift from God. It'll change your life. When you live thankfully like that, it, it brings so much joy to you. It will bring so, so much more gratitude into your life. But you have to get it. You have to get it by being able to see beyond the here and now. Do you get it? If you're not able to see that, if you're not in Christ Jesus this morning, we're, we're about to sing a song, and the reason we do that is to give you an opportunity to, to accept that, that call, to, to believe in Jesus Christ, to confess that belief publicly, to repent of your sins by, by turning away from the way we used to walk and being buried with him in baptism. You're raised a new creation, and the Bible says the very spirit that raised Jesus from the dead comes to dwell within your mortal body. Do you get it? Or maybe, maybe you've lost sight of it. Maybe you've lost sight of thankfulness and joy because you've been so focused in putting your hope in the wrong things. Let's pray with you. We'd love to do that. However, we can serve you this morning.